This is episode 085. Why unraveling means you are healing. When you've poked the sleeping giant, how to welcome in the trauma. Welcome, I am your host, Claire Obeyed. Woman Awake is a soul-led journey of awakening through motherhood and womanhood. Woman Awake explores the soul-based, spirit-fueled, somatic and energetic journey of awakening, of consciousness. The power of an awakened woman lives in her life alignment, her inner achievement and her embodied transformation. This is not just my journey, but it is ours and together we seek to free our mind, feel our body, feed our soul and to hear our heart. As women... As mamas, we seek clarity, we embrace the truth, we dive into the discomfort of our shadows, we honour our healing, and we be fully with our humanness whilst also being in our divinity too. Hey beautiful, welcome to Woman Awake and this week's episode. I'm really excited to dive in as always, but I'd just like to provide you with a quick update of how you can connect and work with me. Coming up on July 18th, There has been a date change. My next virtual retreat is on July 18th, 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. It's a three-hour journey and we'll finish up around about 1 p.m. So it's a beautiful Sunday morning experience, July 18th, and it's the Expand and Elevate journey. So this is really about doing the energetic cleanup within so that you can open yourself up to experience whatever you want in your outer reality. So it's a beautiful journey where we will deep dive into some powerful energetic practices, some ancient wisdom technologies, Magdalene womb yoga practices, which is a beautiful blend of tantra and kundalini and energetic practices. So much incredible stuff that I am deeply immersed in and love with all my heart. Of course, there's energy medicine, breathwork and EFT. It is similar to last time, but different at the same time, so a slightly different focus. And if you joined me last time and you loved it, I highly recommend you come along again because these practices, when we enter into a consistent and constant space, really working with them regularly, they're accumulative. So they work day on day as we keep harnessing the magic that's within and working with our energetic system and the fact that we are energetic vibrational beings and working with These beautiful practices allows us to clean up our inner landscape, be with ourselves in that inner interior world and then start to see those changes in a really subtle and yet powerful way expand and elevate into our reality. So the virtual retreat is $55. You can head over to clarabay.com slash events and come on in and get your ticket. Those of you that are booked in, whether you attend live or not, will receive access first off, to my early bird rate and VIP offer for my upcoming group container. So I can't tell you too much about this just yet, but it is going to be a six-week journey for a group of us online. Each week we'll meet twice a week where we will dive into a beautiful practice session and then also a reflective mentoring circle. It is going to be full of sacred ritual delicious energetic practices, powerful reflective work with like-minded soul sisters. It is going to be incredible and it feels like I have been working towards this program for a very long time in my heart and in my body. 
So I'm really thrilled. So come along to the virtual retreat so that you can receive access. The VIP offer will include private work with me as well. So if that is for you, check it out. And also on clairobey.com slash events, you can see the upcoming uh, in-person workshop in Alchemy, which is happening again in early August. So if you're local to me or you can get here, it doesn't take too long. I'm on the central coast and we're in a beautiful venue called Bamboo Buddha, which is up in the delicious hinterland of the central coast. You can come and hang out with me for three hours in real life. And I would love that. I would love that. And I'm always the first to reach out and give a quick embrace and a hug. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. So here's something that I know to be true. The human body, the incredible minds that we have, the way that our energy system works and runs and how it works and integrates with the universe around us, it's designed to survive. And, and thriving is something that we do have to work on because as human beings, we have so many other things coming at us that destabilize us and throw us off course. Thriving is our innate and very natural way of being, but we do actually have to work on it. This is at least my interpretation. I'm really happy to be corrected on that, but what I, what I see is we need to survive. Thriving is something that we have to reach for and work on. And that's actually part of the joy and the experience of life, in my opinion. Yes, it's true that some people are born with a really great capacity or an easy tendency to thriving. Perhaps that's what their soul is here to do, to act as a beautiful reminder to all of us as to what it does look like to lean into joy instead of struggle, to choose laughter and lightness and happiness over despair and tension and struggle. I have a friend in particular that immediately pops into mind when I say that, and she just is the kind of person that lives with rose-coloured glasses on. She's not naive in any stretch of the means, but she just sees the world in a really beautiful, simple way. And I think it's so incredibly refreshing, and she is a daily reminder for me of what it looks like to actually just drop the baggage, drop the struggle, not lean into constant, um, oh, this is so hard mode, and actually just realize the, the beauty and step into gratitude a little bit more. But for most of us, survival comes first and foremost. And of course, that's also related to whatever has happened in our childhood and our upbringing and our own particular stories. Which means when we do experience something traumatic in our lives, many of us find ways to compartmentalize the memories of that wounding, of that, that pain. We place them somewhere in the corner of our hearts and in the crevices of our mind. Our energetic system holds the memory just outside of our body in our field so that we can continue functioning on the outer and moving onwards. Yes, we might easily recall and remember that particular traumatic memory, but in my work with clients, I often see that they are really numb to those memories. Many of them are completely blanked out and blocked out, or there is just no emotional charge at all. They feel so incredibly neutral about XYZ trauma event, which at first may seem really great. Yet most of the time it becomes really clear that the numbness and the neutrality that they're feeling is actually their mind-body-soul's way of coping with what was a traumatic experience and feels too big and too wobbly to even approach. So what I mean by that, as in to say, I guess, the, the way to continue on living surviving and moving forward our brilliant intelligent powerful selves found a way to hold that trauma back storing it in our body storing it in our energy field filing it away in the mind 
and just neutralising the charge by pushing it down in a way so that we can cope and get on. I hope that's really clear. I think it's also really important here that I interject and mention little t versus big T trauma. So this is the concept that I first became aware of back in 2012 or 13 when I first did my emotional freedom technique practitioner course. So we can have daily little traumas. So that might be just um, regular shouting or uh, drama in the family or constant illness or something happening with your mum that's not even that big a deal but it just happens on repeat. There are so many different versions of what a little T trauma can be but they tend to be a little bit more consistent and constant versus a big T trauma. So those more traumatic experiences, a car accident, severe illness, the death of a loved one, abuse of whatever range that that could come in. I wanted to highlight that because it's really important to understand that we do all experience trauma. I've not yet met one person who hasn't experienced trauma in some capacity. Of course, I've met many people who don't believe that they've experienced trauma at all. And I don't go digging for trauma, but I just don't believe as human beings that we haven't experienced zero trauma. That's just not possible. So it's less about what actually happened, though, and more about how we individually, with our unique makeup, nervous system, history, genetic lineage, how we as individuals respond to the trauma. So what might be severely traumatic to one person could be a walk in the park to another. And some people just believe that they haven't experienced trauma because what happened to them they've maybe worked through or they've pushed aside and not acknowledged or isn't really an issue, but that very thing is a trauma to somebody else. I hope that you're getting me on this because it's not about, for example, uh, abuse versus constantly tripping over as a child, one being worse than the other. Of course, I get it. One is definitely worse than the other, but what I mean is it depends on how that individual person receives and processes and clears that trauma. So this is what I really want to share with you here. And this is not really for the faint-hearted, nor is it something to rush out and say, okay, Claire, let's do this. When you begin to take yourself down the journey of healing, it's so important to prepare for what inevitably and quite possibly may happen. And that is the unlocking of trauma, the memories that start to flood in, the sensory recollections that become heightened, the sense, the tastes, the sensations. You might find certain elements of your life previously not an issue, now becoming major pain points. And I've had this experience with a memory, um, a point in time where, it's a, it, I think I've mentioned it before in a podcast, but you know, a time when my dad actually hit me out of fear because he thought something had happened to me. And I remember telling the story a million, million times over in my life. And then when I actually started to work deeper into trauma, I realized it actually was a huge pain point for me and a huge wounding, and I needed to work through that. So in short, you've poked the sleeping giant. You've stirred up the mud and you've ruffled the inner feathers of your mind, body, soul that has been storing and beautifully holding and managing all of that for you. Perfect. <laughs> Great. This is the beginning of healing. I'm not cheering for you if you're experiencing that, but I'm also secretly cheering because I know that you're starting to go deeper towards your pathway of healing, down that pathway of healing, I should say, and you're, you're doing actual work. 
So most of us will then want to go hard and fast with healing. And I hear this a lot. I have many clients come to me in their initial sessions and they're like, let's do this. Let's go hard. I want to clear this now that I know that this is here. I don't want it to hold me back. Hit me, Claire. And I have to say that this is just not the way. And if you do work with somebody that says we can do this and we can do this hard and fast, please, red flag, okay? That's a red flag. Trauma, by definition, is something that happens too hard, too fast, too much, all of that in one, once or either of those. So therefore, moving deeply into healing too hard, too fast, or too much in one go is a recipe for possible re-traumatization, which is a big ba-bow, right? That's a no-no, red flag, big red cross. So why am I sharing this? This is going to seem like a bit of a jump. The birth of my son, Raphael, I experienced postpartum firsthand what others would label a traumatic birth. Thankfully to me, it wasn't. And you can go back to a previous episode. You'll have to go back to 2018 to listen to that episode. But that actually wasn't a traumatic birth for me. And it wasn't because I felt really prepared to welcome in that trauma, to be with it really gently and to allow time and space to process it. I understood trauma very well by that point. I also understood the magic in what that birth had provided me. I've had two completely opposite births and in my journey in the future to deepen my work in birth, birth work and doula work, I feel that that's a huge gift that I've been given. So I was actually, because of my understanding of trauma, able, at my request to my higher self and my guides, to process the elements of that birth through my dreams. Every night I would dream over elements of the event over and over and over and over and over until I felt it clear, and then the next portion of that event would come up in the next dream. And it was incredible. I would wake up the next morning feeling like, oh, wow, I can feel my body using the space and time of sleep and minimal sleep, of course, postpartum land. You know, those drowsy breastfeeding moments at 3 o'clock in the morning. I could feel my body using that time to process and to detox and to hash it out instead of push it back down because I was requesting that I don't push this down, that we're not going to compartmentalise this, that we're not going to push it away. I do not want to feel numb about this. I want to feel alive and empowered about this birth and grateful I want to be able to take the lessons and the wisdoms and the nuggets from this and move deeper and further. After the birth of my daughter, also another trauma, I guess birth in all regards can be labelled trauma to some extent, smaller T traumas from childhood had resurfaced postpartum land through daily motherhood. Not necessarily clear memories, but the felt sense of shock, of fear, of unsafety in my body, which is a lot of what I felt because her birth was so fast, it was a beautiful birth, it was natural and powerful, but it was fast, and that left me feeling shocked. So postpartum with my daughter provided me so much growth and quite a lot of pain, to be honest. And I felt all of the small T traumas of my childhood come up to surface and would spew out in my motherhood journey, which shaped so much my own particular journey on conscious parenting and aware parenting and really coming to understand the rebirthing of the mother and healing of the mother line and the red thread. And then we have today, since embarking on somatic and trauma-aware studies and somatic-centered coaching, I see this story of trauma play out with my clients every day of the week, particularly this week. 
They'll present with their current situation. They'll mention loosely a trauma from their past and slowly the unravelling begins. Even if we don't ever touch on or comment on that particular trauma, out of respect, maybe their request, if it's ready to be healed, it'll start to get wobbly. It'll shift. It'll show itself. Sense and memories and sounds will come flooding back in. So this is my plea to you. Firstly, please don't go hunting for your traumas, but welcome them with curiosity when they do start to present themselves. Be willing to see that if they are presenting themselves to you, that they are ready to be looked at and healed. Do not send your trauma away. See your trauma as a gift because it will shape you into an even more incredible human being than you already are. Seek out a trauma-centred, somatic-centred practitioner and go gently with yourself and allow the healing to happen with love and compassion. Please do that. If it's ready to be healed, say yes to it in some regard, even if that feels scary and overwhelming. If you're on a self-development, spiritually-centered and transformative journey, which is just another long-winded way of saying life, <laughs> don't be shocked or surprised as these things come up. There is nothing wrong with you. It does not mean that you're broken. You are not going backwards. You're not failing. You haven't stuffed things up. You're not getting worse. In fact, it's a very clear sign that you are doing deep work. And deep work means you are stretching to a new edge. You are expanding, growing pains, growing pains. Bold and underline the word pains. And this particular wound and shadow needs love and attention. And it might not be a trauma from this lifetime. It might be an energetic imprint from your genetic lineage, from your mother line, from past lives. Just go with it because there is gold there for you. I have some of the most inspiring and incredibly empowering and mind-blowing clients on the planet working with me at the moment who are showing up for some really wild trauma in our work together. Stuff that I absolutely would not mention loudly on a podcast out of respect for them and also because it would be incredibly triggering. But these women blow my mind because they fully and completely respect their trauma and they see it as the very challenging and wobbly pathway towards the expansion and the elevation that they're seeking from the inner landscape. Yeah? So I just wanted to share this with you because I'm inspired by how the people in my orbit are showing up to trauma. I'm inspired by how people are using their trauma to step into a space and a stage of thriving in their life and that they're willing to actually do the work to experience what it feels like to thrive. And I'm just simply so inspired that we get to take these places and hurt spaces within and fill them with gold. What's that called in Japanese? Kintsugi? And actually use what we once labelled to be horrible, painful, challenging. We use that to springboard us. We don't turn away from it. We don't shut down from it. We use it. It is our trampoline that allows us to jump further and higher. I hope this has landed for you today. And I'm so very grateful that you've tuned in. And I wish you the most incredible week ahead. And I just looked at the clock and there's an angel number 222 as we wrap up today.
So sending you so much love and light and support from your guides and angels too. Ciao. Thank you so much for tuning into Woman Awake. If you found this episode supportive, please subscribe and leave a five-star review over on iTunes. This is the best way to cheer me on and to ensure that Woman Awake lands in the hearts and the ears of those who need it most. If you can think of somebody who would gain value from this podcast, please consider sharing it and doing them a favor. You can find me at claireobade.com or over on Instagram under claireobade underscore. Thank you for being part of this soul-led journey through motherhood and womanhood.